Hate the Yankees. 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 All right. We, yeah. No, either love them or hate them. We're on, in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 9 is where we're going to pick it up. The aftermath of Rakov's and Ba'ana's uh, decision. Remember, we left them in the previous verse with the Hine Rosh Ishbosheth, Eldon's new favorite phrase. Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, Hine Rosh Ishbosheth. And uh, they thought they were doing a really good thing. And you're going to find out that it was not such a great thing for them. Uh, so we pick it up. Notice we're starting a new paragraph. That's what that setuma means. And uh, we pick it up right at the beginning of verse 9. Come on in, Dan. All right. Vaya'an David et Rekav et Ba'ana Achiv Bene Ramon Habe'eroti. Vayomer Lahem. Okay. Vaya'an David. Then David answered. This is from the root Anna, third hey, call, imperfect vav, consecutive. David answered, Rechav and Ba'ana, his brother, sons of the pomegranate, B'nai Ramon, the Be'eroti, the Be'erotite. Okay, again, we have to go through all the rigmarole who he is. Vayomer Lahem. And he said to them, all right, Chayawayasher Padayat. Notice that when you see a phrase like Chayahweh, you're dealing with an oath. Okay, Chayahweh is typical conventional oath formula. By the life of Yahweh, or as Yahweh lives, who, Pada, redeemed my life. Okay, Pada is a simple call. Who redeemed my life from every Zara, from every trouble. All right. Um, again, notice the relative clause, Asher, who redeemed my life from every trouble. All right? Um, it gets a little convoluted after this, but any questions on verse 9? We're clear going in at least. So David is swearing an oath there. Okay? Ki hamagid li lemor hine mate Shaul vehu haya kim vaser be'enav. Ki Hamagid. Okay, this is, notice that, that the Hamagid is a hifil participle from Nagad to tell or to speak. And notice it's used as substantive because you have the definite in front of it. Certainly, the one who reported to me. So certainly the one who reported to me saying, look, mate Shaul, Saul died, or Saul is dead. This is from Mut, call. Third masculine singular. Remember, rather than having a patak under the mem, it has a tsere for this word. Okay. Certainly the one who reported to me saying, look, Saul is dead, vehuhaya, <laughs> and he was, kim mevaser, he was as, one, as an evangelist. This is a piel participle, masculine singular, the root basar, to proclaim good news. All right. And he was as one telling good news, be'enav, in his own eyes. So in English we'd probably say, and he thought he was bringing good news. Okay? All right. Va ochazah vo. Okay, now look at this ochazah. This is a vav consecutive. Everybody see that? Vav consecutive from the root achaz. This forms an imperfect it's used, oh man, over a dozen, probably 20 times 
and only two times does it form as imperfect in a regular way. Here it forms it like those five other first olives. I say I am willing to eat what you bake, though I perish, with the holum after the so like akal and amar. Notice the holum in the imperfect. Uh, and this is a first common singular. Okay, first common singular vav consecutive. So and it means achaz means to seize. And I seized Bo, him. And the comet's hay at the end is that paragogic hay. Samuel and a lot of manuscripts, when they have first persons, even when it's in the in the Bob uh, consecutives, they have this long spelling. So look, it looks like a cohortative form, actually, but it's not. It's a preterite form with this paragogic hay on it, this full kind of spelling. All right. Well, you see it in, in these manuscripts. You see it throughout narrative. It happens, but yeah. Um, you'll see this fuller spelling. Um, and it, it seems to be like it's a scribal trait. And it's not necessarily even, but it seems to predominate in the first persons. Others got, other people have noticed that, like Barr and his spelling, study of spelling has noticed this too. So it's just a characteristic. It doesn't, as far as anyone knows, have any kind of semantic meaning. It's kind of weird that way. All right? Uh, and I seized him. So achaz plus beh is used, you know, the bow here is used with this verb specifically. And I seized him, okay, va eh regehu. What's the root of eh hegeru? Eh regehu. Harag. Notice it's a call, another imperfect vav consecutive, first common singular. And I murdered him, third masculine singular suffix. Okay? And I murdered him, be ziklag, at ziklag. So once again, the one who told me, behold, Saul is dead, and he was as one bearing good news in his own eyes, comma, I seized him and I murdered him at Ziklag. All right? Asher letiti lo besora. I murdered him as um, one. This is really convoluted. Notice the Asher clause is something like. Um, Something like we would probably say namely or which I did. You have to almost supply the which I did, letiti, for in order to give to him, for my giving to him. You see that titi is a lamed plus the call infinitive construct of natan. Okay? Which I did for, in order so that I could give to him, lo, besora. Besora means good news, but here it's the reward for good news. All right? So which I did in order so that I might give to him, Besorah, reward for good news. So in other words, reward would be, if we're writing in English, in quotation marks. Reward, namely, was death. <laughs> he killed Okay? Killed them. Does anyone, everybody see that again? Notice that the language, a lot of times in direct speech, and especially with David, when you're giving kind of an impassioned speech, when there's a lot of emotion there, the syntax gets very convoluted. And you're seeing that here as well. So David is swearing an oath. And notice how other thoughts interject. It's not kind of this free, nice, uh, rhetorically, what we would say, coherent speech. It's more he says a thought, this other thing intrudes, other thing intrudes, see? And it's kind of convoluted like that. And you get that, I don't know, you see it in a number of other places as well. Could you phrase it, <clears throat> like if you're trying to keep the oath but uh, still allow him to, to do it, could you say like, you know, by God, da, 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 exclamation point, and then have this little kind of interlude in there and then go to the off 
Yes. Okay. And, um, and so yeah, so he's kind of. Oh, yeah, see, so, yeah, right, what you get is the as Yahweh lives, and then you're expecting the oath, but you don't get it. You get this other stuff in between, and then the oath starts to pick up in verse 11. So what you're saying, put 11 and the previous one together closer in English? No, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to think about how we could preserve maybe the order of his oh. reaction to it and say, by, you know, with an exclamation point, and still in English. Retain oh, I see, by what, what signs would you yeah. use in English? Yeah. As Yahweh lives... Yeah, so you'd have to kind of, as Yahweh lives, who redeemed my soul from every trouble. You see, you know, I kind of always, already adds a little parentheses there. Now, yeah, yeah, you add this kind of diversion in verse 10. You know, so he doesn't say, as Yahweh lives, I swear I'm going to kill you. He goes, as Yahweh lives, and now he backs it up with all this other stuff. And finally, now, we get to the main point. And, and so, when you're in direct speech, especially in an emotionally charged situation like this, it gets convoluted like that. Questions? Other comments? Yeah, but what's the best way to indicate that in English? Maybe like you said, dot, 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 or something like that, or, not, or parentheses in certain places. Yeah. So is that the normal form for um, Nathan in the Yucidic conflict? Yes, it goes tate, <coughs> latate. What does the E mean? The E is the, fir- is the first masculine singular suffix, or first common singular <coughs> suffix. It's my giving. And here it's the subject of the infinitive. So notice it's my giving to him so that I might give to him is kind of how I put it in English. But it's more woodenly for my giving to him. See, which I did for the purpose of my giving to him a Besorah. So in other words, he killed them for their reward. That was their reward for giving this news at Soledad. So it's ironic. If you did not have the the pronominal suffix, it would be letate. If you just want to say to give, it would be letate. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, verse 11. Af ki anashim reshaim. Okay, af ki is again uh, exclamation. How much more, okay, anashim reshaim, evil men. So in other words, how much more what? you got to fill it in. How much more will I murder? See? So in other words, as Yahweh lived, beginning at verse 9, all this other stuff, um, I killed these guys who gave to me this story about Saul being dead. Remember at the end of of 1 Samuel? How much more will I do the same thing to Anashim Rashim? Evil men. Now you don't have an Asher here, notice. Very common. Again, this is a... A weird manuscript for that. You get a lot of these things. How much more evil men who Hargu murdered, okay, this is from Harag, who murdered at Ish Zadik, a man, an innocent man, Beveto, in his house, Al Mishkavo, on his bed. Everybody see what's going on in verse 11 so far? So he's picking up the oath part in this verse. How much more will I kill these guys? Ve'ata, and so, halo avakesh et dami mi yed kem, uve'arti et kem min ha'arts. And so, notice halo, what is this first year, guys? Remember I showed you this the other day? Interrogative hey plus the negative lo. Full plan A spelling in the lo, which makes it weird. Because other places you see lo without the moder letter. Um, so, 
Will I not seek? See, avakesh is a PL, imperfect, first common, uh, singular from bakash. How much more? So, will I not seek et damo? Dam is blood. His blood, mi yedkem, from your hand. All right? U vi and I will remove, purge. This is a, what, what conjugation is this? PL from Ba'ar. Everybody see it? A PL form, uh, perfect first common singular. Okay? In the call, it means to burn, yeah. To, yeah, to burn. Here, it doesn't mean he's going to, probably doesn't mean he's going to incinerate them. Probably means he's going to remove them, destroy them. So, all right. So now, uh, we'll see what happens. So now, will I not seek your, his blood from your hand? And I will remove you from, or exterminate you. It doesn't just mean remove, see, obviously. It's, wipe yeah, wipe you off from the land. That's good. All right. Any questions in 11? All right, verse 12. Vayetzav David et ha-ne'arim vayahargum vayakatsu et yerekem et raglehem. Okay, let's go there. Vayetzav, what's the root from Zava means what? To command. It's a PL form, Vav consecutive. And David commanded et hanearim. David commanded the, the uh, servants, the youth. I mean, it means his servants here, his, uh, the attendants. Okay. Vayahargum. From harag again. Notice that's kind of a theme word here. Vav consecutive imperfect. And they killed them. Notice that there's a third uh, masculine plural suffix on this. And they killed them. Okay. Vayekatsu. Vayekatsu. And this is from the root katsats. Again, a PL. And they cut off et yedehem. Everyone knows what they cut off. Their hands, et raglehem. And their feet. Okay. Vayitlu al ha bereka becheshbon. Um, this is from the root. Oh, you guys can, even if you don't know this word, what's the root of vayitlu? Tala. It's a third hey, notice, because you don't have a third root letter with a vocalic suffix. Tala means to hang. Okay, it's, a va, it's a call, vav consecutive imperfect. And they hung, and now notice there's no object. As Hebrew style seen, you know what the object is. It's feet and hands. And they hung them uh, at the bereka, at the pool, because a pool, the Cheshbon, Chevron, at Hebron. Don't know. So everyone who goes to get a drink sees hands and feet. I don't know. They were just hanging out at the pool. They were hanging out at the pool. Yeah, this is a warning sign. As uh, yep, I'm sure it, the message gets around. You know, in that kind of culture, that's where you go. The message spreads real quick. I'm sure. Probably, yeah. The Berica. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good, Dave. Highly visible yeah, highly visible, highly trafficked word spreads. It was interesting when I was in Kenya a number of years ago. I was going to church, and you, it's like going back in the Old Testament times. You walk along this path, and there's people herding goats and everything. And there's a number of people walking this way, and the guy who was taking me kept talking to him, and they were a number of them were going to this distant village 
where one of their relatives has died. A tree had fallen on him. He was cutting it and fallen on him. And, the, you know, they don't have phones, so they got the message by, in, by word of mouth and by radio. Oh, in, they announce deaths over radio. The radio and the family kind of, or in the surrounding area, hears it. So in this kind of culture, probably you have not a radio, but you have word of mouth, kind of how, how you're going to spread news about something. Well, it's, you know, similar ways. You just have to kind of go word of mouth, and I suppose they get pretty efficient at it. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And you look at the questions of where the uh, crucifixion was taking place. The place is considered the skull. If you look at its location, it's up very high. In fact, it's so high that the yeah. main road through Jerusalem, if you were walking up that road, you would have seen it outside of the uh, wall. Yeah. And it was by the Damascus Gate, one of the heaviest traveled gates yeah. in Jerusalem. So it makes sense that it would it be there. Yeah. yeah. You can see it. So. All right. So that's what they did with the hands and feet. Ve'et Rosh, but the head um, of Ishbosheth, Lakach, remember it had already been cut off, so they couldn't cut that off. Um, they took Vayikberu and they buried it, Bekerev, in the grave of Abner in Hebron. Okay? So the head they buried. <laughs> Questions through chapter 4. All right? We can read a couple more verses here. Vayavou kol shivte Yisrael el David Hebrona. Then all the tribes of Israel came. Notice from Yavo, call imperfect. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebrona. Here you have the directive, hey, at Hebron. Vayomru lemor, and they said, saying, Hinenu atz mekah uvesaraka anachnu. Look, we. Hinanu, we, Atzmeka, your bone and Besareka, your flesh, Anachnu, we. So look, we, your bone and your flesh, we. So we'd say in English, look, we are your bone and your flesh. Flesh and blood, we would say, I guess. Okay. Gamet mol, gam shilshom, bihyot shaumelech alenu. Now here's notice this gam. See the etmol and the shilshom. Etmol means yesterday. Shilshom means day before yesterday. Gam, of course, means also. So it's very woodenly. Also yesterday. Also three days ago. But it's an idiom that means previously, or a long time ago. So when you see etmol, so you'll see this gam etmol gam shilshom. In English, you would say previously or a long time ago. Okay. Or for a long time, see, bihyot shaul, in the being of Saul. Va, notice a call infinitive construct. In the being of Saul, king over us, or we would say, when Saul was king over us. Okay, ata you hayita you were call second masculine singular. Notice you have the paragogic hey on this perfect again. Again, it's a way to spell the perfect that you don't need, but you see it in certain texts a lot. It's just an expanded form. Is paragogic just a word that you give just to say it's a Stuck on. Yeah, it's stu- yeah, that it's stuck on the end, like paragogic nun, stuck on. Yeah. It's hanging on there for some reason. It's not um, plain name spelling, though? It's a, I don't know if it's a plain, no, because they're, I wouldn't call the regular form a chaser form. In other words, 
the hey seems to just be a way to indicate that it's pronounced hayita without any vowel points. You know. So notice it's ata hayita. You yourself were hamotzia. Now notice that you have, this is weird. Look at that. Okay. There's a patach with no letter. Then you have motzi. Now motzi is the parsable from yatza. Hifil parsable. Yatza means to go out. This hifil means to bring out, take out. What is, it, what, is, what is the patach doing under there? That's, if you look, if you have really good eyesight and just go with your pencil to the left all the way to the Masoretic note, you'll see that cough. Everybody see that little cough there? And above it, you'll see a bunch of Hebrew letters. Everybody see it? The cough is a kare form. That, in other words, some manuscripts have a hay there, and they want you to read the hay. All right. Same with the next word. Notice that's hey, mem, bait, yud. They want you to read as if it was hey, mem, bait, yud, aleph at the end. And notice you can see in this word how the aleph could have dropped out because the following word is an aleph. So notice the following word is the hifil of bow, to bring in. So they want you to read the hey with both of them. So what? So you were king when Saul was king over us. You yourself were the one bringing out, okay, taking out, and um, ha may vi bringing in Israel. Everybody see that? Namely, he was the one taking them out to war, leading them out to battle. That's what the, you were the one taking out and, and bringing in Israel. See, he was the leader of Israel. Okay? And Yahweh said to you, Vayomer Yahweh Laka, Ata Tireh, you Tireh, will shepherd, call from Ra'ah, et Ami et Yisrael, my people, Israel. Ve'ata, and you, notice the pronouns. He's really kind of emphasizing throughout this, you see this kind of fuller expression. And you, Tireh, will become Nagid, leader, prince, over Israel. So remember, they're, they're reciting to him the promise that um, uh, Yahweh had made to David. Very interesting. Okay? Uh, I have a question for uh, Hamevi. Uh, what was the root? Oh, uh, Hamevi, there's supposed to be an aleph at the end, which would make it a another participle, hifil from bow, to go. Oh, was that part of the, uh, in the spelling? Yeah, so at the, in that word, the letter B there tells you a lot of manuscripts have the aleph. But you can see how it could have easily dropped out in scribal transmission because the following word is et. You have an aleph, aleph. See, so your eye could very easily skip over it. Um, and so the Masoretes wants you to read the hey. Notice the, what precedes the hey, ha yita. So now you could make a case that it should be ha yita without the hey, and the hey should be going with the motzi. See what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, when you're dividing the text, you could divide it different either way. Does that make sense? Everybody see that? That's why you have that weird Masoretic pointing, actual vowel with no letter under over it, because they want you to read the letter, read the consonant ha there. Okay, pretty cool. All right, good. We'll stop there, and we'll start with verse three next week. Thanks very much, you guys.